Um, but I do want to bring in Taylor McKee, director, well, pardon me, an assistant professor. You got a got an elevated title, assistant professor of sports management at Brock University. To talk about the story that caught our eye yesterday, uh, Ottawa Senators are for sale. That isn't the story yesterday. It is the fact that movie phenom Ryan Reynolds is very real and very genuine about his interest in purchasing the team out at the nation's capital. Taylor, good evening. How are you tonight? Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Uh, I want to talk about this because I always kind of raise my eyebrows a little bit when I think of celebrities who want to get involved because Derek Jeter with the Miami Marlins. Of course, LeBron James wants to put an NBA team in Las Vegas. And I kind of just sit back and say, okay, is it the 1% equity, but it's all the title at the front? Or is Ryan Reynolds going to try and make a serious run here? Well, I think you've actually kind of hit the nail on the head right off, right out of the gates here. I mean, first of all, I think Canadians have a pretty good memory of what it's like to have celebrity-owned teams. I know that the cultural prominence of the CFL has fallen in, in recent years, but there was a celebrity ownership consortium that had John Candy right and I, I yep. think Dan Aykroyd maybe even. I can't remember the exact owners of, of that team in the 90s. Wayne the Gretzky. The 90s. Wayne Gretzky, exactly, yeah. And Big Bad and, Bruce. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. It worked to an extent. It raised the profile of the Argonauts, but... The amount of money, so for instance, Sportico's rankings or, or, or latest franchise, valua franchise valuations for the Senators had the Senators somewhere about 655 million bucks. Gary Bettman's going to be asking for a billion dollars. That seems to be pretty obvious here. Ryan Reynolds is unfathomably rich, richer than I could possibly imagine. He's not billionaire rich, though. Like, this is a form of rich where it's difficult to sort of for, for regular people like us to get our heads around. So if he is going to be part of this ownership group, he will be posing for photos and, and uh, you know, at the front of it, but it will be some seriously, seriously, seriously rich people with his money. Cause I've seen estimates about his net worth at around 150 million. So that gives you an idea of the economies of scale of play here between rich and billionaire rich. You know, the one thing that I worry about when I think of a Canadian team, and I say this lovingly because I love every city, including Quebec City, teams that have, you know, gone through the rigors like Winnipeg, where they had it, they lost it, they got it back. I want serious ownership. Like the one thing when I think of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, God bless them, is the fact that I feel when it comes to ownership, they've got deep pockets. They can go out and get said player. They don't have to live on the cheap. And I worry that if we're going out dazzled by celebrity, that we're missing the point that we need to prop up these Canadian teams to spend to the cap, to make sure that they're out there and in the community. And uh, I, I, I just, I hope behind the, the glaze of it all that we can actually get some serious ownership in the nation's capital. Well, I think your fears are warranted. I mean, first of all, if Gary Bettman put a price tag at a billion dollars um, and he was able to find that kind of money, the first concern you'd have to have if you're in Ottawa is whoever's paying a billion dollars for this or whatever group of people are, are they committed to keeping the team in Ottawa? And it seems as though that's a, a foregone conclusion that that's the case. But the understanding is that you're buying the franchise. You're also buying a development play in, in the, in the uh, Le Breton Flats area that was going to come with a huge amount of public funding as well. So it's kind of like you're buying for, uh, a franchise for potential. But you're right. I mean, this is, I think it's, it, it's an obviously positive step to have people wanting to buy the team. And it's not the senators are going on uh, on sale here. And who knows if they'll even make $300 million back. That's good that there is interest, but you're right. 
the best owner that you could possibly have spends a lot and talks very little. And uh, that's the best case scenario for most franchises. And, uh, you know, Leaf fans with long memories know that you know the, the ownership situation with the Leafs wasn't always like that in terms of meddling and things like that. So having an owner who is willing to spend and not as willing to, to get involved in the day-to-day operations would be ideal for any team, especially the Senators. I want to talk a little bit about the Senators as a whole because Eugene Melnick, uh, you know, rest in peace, was scrutinized relentlessly but a lot of that had to do at his own demise like his you know his thought process his verbiage didn't really sit well in the community and and god bless him at times for the things that he did for that community but i'd like to think that people in the nation's capital are you know a little withered when it comes to the ownership the daughters of the melnick family finally saying we're ready to you know part ways with this organization what kind of stability would be a good sign for fans in Ottawa that this team is going to turn the corner. And I'm not just talking about getting the first overall pick or signing a big name. What in the community would make a difference and be a great way to start for a new ownership group? Well, a sign of good faith right out the gates would be some re- a real commitment to helping finance this new arena right out the gates on the, on the private end and not saying that whoever's coming in next is going to force the basically hold ransom the new the civic government in ottawa to to finance the stadium themselves if you're going to start playing in the billionaire pool one way you could really rocket to the top of the the power rankings in terms of uh, attractiveness as a potential owner is saying look if i come here i'm going to lessen the burden on the public purse that's an un that's basically uncharted territory here and i don't know how realistic that is but that would be a great show of faith with the community and says look i've got lots of money we and likely as it's going to be have a lot of money us our group of owners and we'd like to build this art this arena ourselves we're going to keep all the money from it as is the arrangement but that sort of uneasiness i have with the way that this sale is being discussed is that yeah you're going to get the franchise and a publicly funded arena well it's like well that doesn't necessarily need to be the case here this is <laughs> doesn't necessarily be need to be the way these things always play out but that would be a nice form of uh, of stability because that shows that they've got some serious skin in the game rather than saying well we're going to get the cheapest canadian franchise because it's on sale and then we'll do with it what we'd like you know i look at the senators in the standings and i say well they're at the bottom of the atlantic again here we go but it's actually not that bad a team for a guy that's maybe looking to get in on this on the next year or two. They're four and one at home. They're technically right in the thick of this. I mean, it's early in, in the season, but they've got a, a lot of prospects, a lot of young talent that maybe if you're coming in, you might be able to strike a little oil. True. And, and again, when we're discussing sort of how rebuilds work and how long things take, it is actually extremely difficult to be very bad. Um, in the NHL, like it is actually very tough with the way that the salary cap works and the amount of good players that are available. You have to really try to be awful. And it's really, really tough to be amazing. It's actually quite easy. And, and the, the, everything sort of floats you towards being mediocre. And Ottawa seems to be leaving the being awful on purpose stage and entering this sort of level of mediocrity. And that can take a long time to get out of that. A lot of franchises stay in there for, for, for far, far, far too long. The difference was this summer in Ottawa, a change in ownership sort of changed the ability to start spending some money. And that certainly has helped the franchise valuation, no doubt. Claude Giroux and Alex Dabrinkat single-handedly have probably raised the franchise value just those two players alone. So a little bit of success on top of that would go even further. But it's a, it's a long way back to becoming a, a, an actual, you know, playoff contender or something like you saw with the Spets and Alfredson years, it can take a very, very, very long time to get there. Love it. Taylor, great insight tonight. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for shining light on Ryan Reynolds and, and the potential of buying it, but still a lot of work to be done in the nation's capital. Stop by again, would you? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm Rob Fay, and you are listening to On Point.